You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Geek Card Check. My name is Chris. And I'm Tyler. And I'm Kate with some really exciting news. We have gender parity on this episode because Clarice is back. Clarice, woo, hi. Yeah, you know it. Hello. (laughs) I'm here. And in case y'all don't remember, Clarice is, you know, forced by, you know, serious oaths and all to live life with Tyler. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. When when we got married, it was actually part of the vows that she joined Mm -hmm. the podcast from time to time. So, yeah. It's a a chore. It really is. We appreciate you, Clarice, the sacrifices you make. Yes. That's great. That's great. It is a joy to be here. Yeah, it's going to be good because, you know, the the subject matter that we're going to be tackling on this episode, um, I have very, very little experience with. In fact, uh, almost none. Uh, Tonight, we're going to be talking about Dune, Frank Herbert's Dune, more specifically. That's right. And um, we're starting a book club here on the Geek Card Check, which I'm excited about. And I know our other hosts and guest hosts are excited about. Um, but because I have zero experience with Dune, Clarice is here to help fill in the gaps. Um, and of course, uh, you know, Tyler and Kate will lead us along um, and kind of what we can expect in starting Dune. I cannot wait to to begin my adventure. So, Kate, uh, talk, t- t- kind of take us through how our our book club is going to work. Right. So Dune is broken up uh, inside the book into three different books. And so we are going to um, structure our podcast episodes where we discuss the book along those. So for the Mm. first book, which is around 250 pages, depending on what your edition is, uh, we will be discussing that one um, the very beginning of March. We'll be recording it, I think, the end of February, and it'll drop the beginning of March. So you'll want to have tried to read at least through book one before we discuss that. Um, book two is about 200 pages, and so we're going to do that one in uh, late March, um, probably the last week of March. And then we're going to do the final episode where we discuss the book three which is around 150 pages and then just our overall thoughts and feelings about the book we'll be doing that in the middle of april uh, right around easter time so uh, if you are able to uh, get through each of those parts before those three episodes then you will have no spoilers to worry about nice fantastic and so we're inviting everyone um we'll we'll put it out on social media and obviously here on this episode but listen if you've, you've heard of dune if you're a mm-hmm. science fiction fan, you're aware of Dune, just like I am. I would hope that you have heard of Dune. Uh, yeah, yeah well, even I'm if aw- you haven't read it, you've heard of it. I am aware of it, but I have very little experience with the actual material itself. Um, I, you know, I think I, I th- Patrick Stewart's like in the one of the adaptation yeah. of the films, we, right? We choose to forget. We choose to forget that stain on his honor, <laughs> uh, followed only followed only by his stint in the the series Picard. Right. Yes. Well, see, here's the thing: is wow. that I I can remember when I was uh, a kid, I I came across uh, the 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 movie with him in it. I was like, ooh, a science fiction movie with, and then I fell asleep. Um, so I've never really appropriate had, response. As, yeah, as did yeah. everyone else. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's really honestly, I'm going to be the only one to defend it. It's not that bad. 
there are worse adaptations of things out there. That's that's very true. That's Jackson always the worst. true. It's a terrible adaptation. That there is always worse. But worst Dune, it's, ever. Dune deserves so much better than it got on every it level. Does. And we should be yeah. getting that next year when the Denis Villeneuve version comes out. And, you know, reading along with this book, that'll prepare you for that film. Right. Or not next That's year. It. It's this Highly year now. We are in 2021 now. Wow. Yes. yes. Okay, Woo! that happened. Yeah. So but yeah, one kind reason. of just on that on that on that same note, you know, this is sort of we sort of have an unofficial theme of of 2021 and the end of 2020. It seems like, and it's Dune prep. Um, yes. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we've we've sort of shift uh, shifted our geek card <laughs> podcast toward <laughs> Dune, which is, by the way, very fine with me. So we but had we, the Star you know, Trek years, the 20... we had the Expanse years, and yeah. now we're into the Dune year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's pretty funny uh, how you said that. You said Dune prep. I was like, Dune preppers, you know, like that's a thing, yeah. oh, right? So now we're Dune preppers. We're I, in I, Dune. Oh, yeah. We've got our gas masks. We've got our, we've got our MREs. We've got our still suits just all ready to go. And ready yeah, to we're ready to, ready to move forward. All right, guys. Uh, it's <laughs> Okay. Let's let's head in. I, because of the, because I have very little experience with Dune, I need you guys to convince me that this this is worth reading before I see the the movie that's coming out later this year. So I'm because I'm going to be investing my time. This this book is what like 22 hours long on Audible. I'm going to be listening to it. So mm-hmm. that's a that is a commitment. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why? Tell me why am I reading? Well, I mean, aside from like punching your geek card in a place that's very lonely and has been missing all along, like yeah, we are big, helping you out, Chris. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about some of the key features of Dune for getting your bearings. But before I even do that, I just want to say Dune. What is Dune? Dune is science fiction. So it's set in the future. It's political intrigue. There's a murder plot. It's got more than one strong female character, despite the fact that it was written decades ago. Hmm. And it is human sci-fi rather than gadget sci-fi. Yeah. Interesting. Now, uh, unpack that a little bit. What is the difference between, like, what is something else that's human sci-fi rather than gadget sci-fi? I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, but I mean, even the expanse is more human than gadget because the gadgets are not front and center. It's not all about the gadgets. It's they exist in this world to serve what people are doing, but it's about the human relationships and interactions, that kind of thing. Well, and it's, and it's also, it's also not, uh, it's, it's for sure not hard sci-fi in that, uh, like, so this is set, this is set about 10, you know, tens of thousands of years before our time here, something has happened. And frankly, I don't even know. I, I've read, I've read the first few of the series. Um, I know that there are books that, that go into the past that explore this stuff. Um, but I, I don't even know what it is, but somehow there has been a, there's been a banning of all thinking machines. There are no, there are no computers in mm-hmm. this, uh, in this universe, despite the fact that this is sci-fi and there's space travel and things like that. This is not, I, I would almost compare it a little bit to like Battlestar Galactica in that way, where there's, where there's no, you know, gigantic network of thinking machines that that's out there. So this is, it's almost even, it's almost even Star Wars in that, in that, you know, computer computer based tech sci-fi is not the point of the the story. It is sci-fi in that it's there's intergalactic travel and stuff, but that's this is not you know, Michael Crichton. This is not um, you know, it's even less than The Expanse. So. So it's not mm-hmm. techno. It is. It is. It, no. it, 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 but 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 they have but like it's a, political. But they have like a techno yes, fear very. in their in their culture. Like they're they're afraid of 
technology or what that could lead to? Is that is that what you were? It's less at? fear where I'm where, now where it's just I run illegal at less this fear. Point. Hmm. Yeah, it's just not there. Um, they are past uh, the point in time when they were reacting to that, and this is just the way yeah. life is now. Fascinating. Right. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so those are some of the aspects, you know, high level um, of of how to think about Dune. Um, there. There's like a mystical order of. Let, let of, me get there, Tyler. Let you're you're there. on your way there. Okay. Yes, yeah. please. Let her thank talk you. about them. okay so this is about all the good things yeah there's a lot here so just like in game of thrones there are houses and there are three in this one that we care about and one is the bulk of what we care about the first the the primary one is the house of Atreides, and that's where we get our main character's family we have duke leto uh we have the lady jessica and their son paul those are the primary people that we care about what's going on with in Dune. Um, Lady Jessica is Duke Leto's not wife, but concubine, which is, I'm not going to go further into that because that's plot points there. But, those are um, spoilers. Exactly. Um, but those are the three people you care about. Um, we have the second house, which is the Harkonnens, and you'll run into them pretty quickly. Um, they... Um, um, are bad guys. I don't just there's say a that. There's a feud. There's a feud between them and there. the Atreides. Yeah. Yes. It's bad. It's bad blood. Yes. And so we'll have, like ent- we'll have entire chapters, point of view chapters from the characters there. The Baron Vladimir Harkonnen being the biggest character there. Then we'll have uh, Fade Rautha, his nephew, and we'll have Piter, who is a Mentat. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce what a Mentat is because we have more than one Mentat character in here. Mentats are basically the replacement for the fact that we have no computers in this world. They are your super logical, mentally trained people. It's like a human version of data. So wait, hang on, but they're not androids. They're they're humans. They're they human. Just yeah. They just have they're special kind of like training. They're like kind Sherlock of like, Holmes yeah. on steroids. Are they kind of like a, in yeah. Starship Troopers? Neil, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Doogie Howser uh, character. Like oh, he's like yes. psychic. Um, psychic abilities. Kind of. Kind of like in yeah, touch they, with. Yes, more, it's more psychic. There's yeah. definitely like when they when they made that movie, they were definitely kind of drawing on that idea of it's a person, but they're not, they're, they don't feel necessarily human anymore, even though they are. They're like above yeah. yes. human um, consciousness. Is that what we're talking mm-hmm. about? In okay, a way, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. So, okay. Uh, each so, of the can, houses has these uh, people who are mentats too. So uh, you'll run into more than one. So it's only like, it's like a Merlin character then almost. Like, kind of uh, like, talking, yeah. Sure. Special sure. abilities, advisor to the people in power. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the third and final of the houses that we care about is House Carino. We care the least about these, but this is the emperor of everything. The emperor is House Carino. His daughter, Princess Irulan. Uh, when I say care the least about, they matter definitely, but in terms of where our attention is going to be starting this book, that's not where our attention is. Um, yeah. And then the Princess Irulan is also a part of this. And as you read Dune, the chapters are unnumbered, but at the beginning of each chapter, you will have a little uh, excerpt from a book. And there are several of several books written by the Princess Irulan about the history of what's going on in this world. So you will hear her name a lot in these epigraphs at the beginning of each chapter she's literally page one 
page right. one, you'll see her for the first mm-hmm. time here. Yeah. For, for the first but time, you don't yes. really know who she is yet. Like yeah. you don't have the context of who she is until later in the book, but you see her and you yeah. know that she's somebody important. Yeah. So Definitely. this is what we're doing right now is, is kind of setting the table. Like, there's a lot of yes. uh, table yeah. setting right now. So Correct. there's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of characters. Uh, but what I got is, is three houses. One yes. of them's a bad yep. house. One mm-hmm. of them's a good house. Yep. And one of them sounds like they're in charge. Is that yep. kind of right? With the emperor, yeah, honestly, correct. Yeah, I'm getting it, guys. This All right. you got it. You're following okay. along. So now well, got an A. But what's going on in this world? Is is everything <laughs> right. is everything hunky dory? Is, is everything fine? I'm gonna give you a little bit more to no. work with here. It's all bad. Yes. It's all very sad. <laughs> Next, we have three groups of people. Okay, that are not houses. House. Not houses. Three three houses. And now three groups. Okay. Yes, the first. And this is going to be like jargony, but the, this group is called the Bene Gesserit. Okay. And they are a religious order of women, and they are the power brokers in this world. They the Jedi. Ever, They're oh, the yeah. Jedi. Functionally for this okay. world. Totally. Yes. Got they it. arrange marriages, futures, all kinds of stuff. Then we have. They're all women, too. So yes. we're just going to throw that in there. They're all women. And that's very important. That's very important. Yes. Uh, okay. Then we have the Fremen which are the people who live on the world of Dune, also known as Arrakis. The Fremen, we have people in that that you'll get to know, but as a group, they matter significantly to what's going on. They're the they indigenous the yes. indigenous people yes. on this planet in which the, the book takes place. Correct. Now, this might be the wrong time to right. ask this because you just said it, but I, I want to I clarify something. Dune is, what is, what is, what is actually Dune? Dune is a planet. Dune it's is a, a planet, planet, also okay. known as Arrakis. You'll hear Arrakis, Arakian versions of that in the book. Got it. Okay, so those two are interchangeable. Dune and that yeah. other word you just it, said. Correct. <laughs> it's also, and hopefully not, not stepping too much on Kate's toes, but at least leading to where she's probably going to go here, it is probably the most important planet in in at least the known the known galaxy yeah. because... Oh, I think I know why. Can I, can, I, can I guess what it is real quick yes. before anybody says anything? Yeah, do it. Because it's salt. There's salt on the close. You're but close. No. You're you're actually very close. Tyler, I'll get to it's that next. Spice. It's a spice, it's spice. of some kind, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. That is another thing that salt. it feels like it's in the that's in the the the, the world of of yes. Dune. Yeah. Is, is that something Absolutely. about spice? I don't know what it is, but I, it's something about yeah. the spice. Sorry. Continue, right. Kate. So Even we have three Wars, people. Kind the of. third and final group is the yep. Spacing Guild. And they are the ones that do interstellar travel. Because remember, we don't have machines doing all right. the navigational stuff. These people are very weird and different. And they use the spice. This this is what makes interstellar travel possible, is the spice. And Whoa. I'm not going to explain any more about how the spice yeah. works for that, because that's part of the story, and that would be going into that. But the spice is what and makes it possible. it's kind of blow your mind cool. It's yes. just oh, yeah. So that's that's what I was going to about to ask is actually because you meant, you bought this up a minute ago. You said this isn't really sci-fi. Is this more of a fantasy thing where like it's more in terms of space travel the way Star Wars explains it, which is just like you just I, go fast. Um, or yes. is it meant for you like is there like a, a scientific like they're trying to say this is something that could happen? This is this is more happening in a fantasy world is what I'm gathering. Is that correct? It has a foot in both science fiction and fantasy. Okay. All right. It's it's weird because it straddles the line between that because yes. it's the way that they the way that they end up explaining the way that it works 
yeah. is very science fiction. Yes. But at the very beginning, the book feels, it feels fantasy in that you're just like. More allegory. Much like the rest of the characters, kind of a little bit allegorical, but it's, it's really just that the characters themselves don't necessarily know how it works. Right. Because it's meant to be hidden from them anyway. Well, I guess. Because my... the Spacing Guild has the, the control of it. Yeah, I guess my they question is, but it is, is more science fiction. Is, 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 <laughs> my, my guess my real question is, is you know, is it an allegory? And of course, we'll get into it and we'll talk about this. But my question is, is, is more like, are they trying to say something like, well, the space guild are kind of like this in our world, and the spice is the actually space representing guild is of really the oil and in this yeah. story, they don't matter right. in this. I mean. There are questions that will not be answered until four books right. down the road, kind of thing. I, I guess I didn't mean that specifically, but, but I, I meant more like. But it, allegory. Go ahead. Allegory is very much present mm-hmm. in in other things here. Yes, maybe not Space Guild, but the Fremen, Dune itself, Spice. Th- those are very allegorical cool. things. Yeah, I'm down. And and the, my response, to, you know, something you asked a little bit earlier, like, are there there are places that are we can see like DNA, like geek card DNA? Yeah, um, you know elsewhere we've already touched on it a little bit but again and then I'll, I'll hand this back to kate but but honestly the planet arrakis itself it, um being you know this this is a barren wasteland there is nothing there is no like the, the the fremen are trying to survive in every single way possible like just to to get water of any kind that's the indigenous um, spe- the indigenous people are called yeah, the fremen? yes the fremen the fremen fremen um I, honestly look at Look at uh, uh, A New Hope, Star Wars A New Hope, um, Tatooine, and and you've got at least uh, to a point, uh, you know, some at least some echoes there. Like there's moisture farming going on there. There's there's uh, you know even they talk they actually mention spice and, and like smuggling and things like that in in early Star Wars. That's like, oh George Lucas, I know what you read right before <laughs> you wrote this, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and obviously he goes in his other direction, but I, I would very much say at least the original Star Wars big big dune echoes on the surface surface level dune echoes for sure yeah well and also chosen one mythology but i'm not gonna say more about that oh yeah for sure um okay so those were our three groups the bunny jesseret the fremen and the spacing guild um finally i'm going to talk about three worlds we have kaladin which is actually where the book uh starts with duke leto and his family that was their family home, their family, everything. It is a very green, wet world with lots of water. And the emperor is saying, you guys are going to do now to take over where the spice comes from and do this big job there. And so this is a big change for this family to go there. And it's also going to ignite a political firestorm um, because this is like the most important job you can have to protect the source of the spice and to make sure that interstellar travel happens and a bunch of other things happen, which naturally puts a target on Duke Leto and his family. Interesting. So his family is in charge of getting spice from point A to point B. Is that kind of the, or keeping it safe Keeping it, under keeping their it safe, keeping it safe from pirates, etc. Uh, making sure that it gets off Dune to all the particular parties that have uh, vested interest in making sure that they get it, so they can maintain their power and of in course, other worlds. The 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 the, the bad 
house, they're the ones that are trying to steal it, right? Is that what's well, happening? Well, they, yeah. the Harkonnens, had control of Dune before the Emperor said, ah. all right, it's Duke Leto's turn for reasons. And so you know yeah. they're going to feel great about getting booted off of Dune, the big power pile. Ah, so it's more like infighting. There's an emperor who is actually in control of both of them, but he's now given control from one family to another, and so that family is jealous. Is that the essentially? It's more like it's more like family infighting. Uh, to to okay, I get it. Yes. Okay, between houses, yeah, between and houses. And then a final world that will get mentioned, but doesn't really matter in this book, is Seleucus Secundus, and that is the emperor's prison planet. Interesting. Cool. Yes. Yep. Sounds yep. incredible. All right. Yes. So, I, I like it. I like the setup. Yeah. I like the threes. Good job. I'll remember That's the threes. threes. So That's you're going to good... meet a lot of names after this, and they attach yeah. to one of these, and that helps you to at least categorize them, even if you can't remember the difference between different people. Yeah. That was going to be my next question is, is how big is the cast of characters here? I've got a feeling it's pretty big. It sounds like this is a, what we would call like a, uh, uh, an epic, right? It feels like there is yeah. a lot Book going on. Book one has the most number of characters and then Great. through course of events uh, that gets cleaned up a bit as the story goes on and it gets easier to track who's who but you have a lot of names uh, at the beginning and cool. so I don't know if you would find it helpful or not. Uh, we'll certainly discuss this when we do our book one discussion, but I'll be connecting who is who and what they do in that discussion. And it may help you even to have a little list of who people are. If you're doing the audiobook thing where you're like, who was that again? And you can just like eyeball your list. And go, Okay. This person does that. Um, cool. Or like, you know, Fifer Howitt, he is the mentat for Duke Leto. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those are some names. My yes. goodness. All right. <laughs> they are. Sweet. They're fun names. They're good names. That, yeah. yeah, it sounds like it sounds like it. It sounds There's like There's a name it, yeah. Duncan Idaho in here and no there are no potatoes. Good name. Amazing. We, we like him. We do. All right, like so him. where do we so where do we go from here? So that's kind of the table setting. Those are the that's the setup. What else do I need to know before I hit play on the audiobook? What else do I need to be looking out for thinking about? Like cuz I I honestly, like, obviously I'm going to start the book. I'm going to, you know, but is there anything I sh else I should like actually be prepped for before I hit play on chapter one? Anything I else? think those, would you agree, Tyler and Clarice? I think that is like the baseline. This should make your entry into the book a bit easier. And for the rest of it, just That's go with it. That's yeah. pretty much what I had. Yeah, as I was putting together things to to make sure we talked about, that was that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would recommend like the first time that you listen or read it like keep track of names. Like literally even if if you're hard copy reading it, underline the name when you see it the first time and just kind of keep track of it. Sometimes they don't matter at all. Like they'll matter for a chapter and that's it. Yeah. And then other times they prop up again and you're like, "Oh, this was somebody from the first part of the book and I did not remember what they did at all. Yeah. Maybe that's what we'll do when we talk about the first, when we talk about book one, we just, uh, when we do a, we'll, we'll probably do a summary of book one. Here's what happened in book one just at the outset, but we might also just say, and you know, here's our cast of characters, like at least major characters just to make sure right. we're all kind of talking about the same thing. Cool. Yeah. yeah that's cool. All right. So, yeah. you know, Chris is our, person who is sort of walking along for everyone who is new to this for the first time and he's you know going to champion that role really well i'm, we I'm the every man so to speak absolutely that's, yeah that's right that's right so we did we also, might actually even get my brother into this because i think he's planning on reading it for the 
for the movie wow, to come out. That would so be awesome. maybe we, we might even yeah. be able to get Daniel in. He's not even a sci-fi guy so much, so that would be really interesting to get yeah. his perspective. So, but we yeah. also wanted to offer for those of you who've read this before, or for those of you who like to know more than just about the book, you want to know. Uh, a bit more background material. Um, Tyler and Clarice uh, did more work in that area to sort of expand your awareness, perhaps interest of Dune. So Tyler, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you. What did you guys put together? Yeah. Uh, so Frank Herbert is our, our author of Dune uh, and he, he's an interesting guy. He's kind of, he's one of those, I would, I, there, this is not probably the first, uh, this is probably not the last time that we will compare Dune, I think, to The Lord of the Rings in a lot of ways, and I certainly don't want to say that he is uh, on the level of Tolkien in terms of like, uh, <laughs> like just his his literary prowess. But uh, he certainly, and, is, you know, I can, you know, can, I, can, I, can I just tell? I know how much you like Lord of the Rings just by the way you say the author's last name. Like <laughs> if somebody says Tolkien, <laughs> people are like ooh. He's because that's he, how you pronounce his last this name. Man he didn't has say read these books. He, he didn't multiple say multiple times. He didn't say Tolkien. Tolkien. He didn't say Tolkien. He's it's, Tolkien. It's, it's Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Whereas I know the correct way and don't care. <laughs> yeah. See? Uh, Frank, 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 Frank Herbert, we're gonna. So Frank Herbert, will refer to as Frank Herbert, uh, and we'll. Hey, bear. No, 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 he's American. <laughs> <laughs> he's American. <laughs> Anyway, Frank Herbert was born uh, 1920 in our neck of the woods in, to- in Tacoma, Washington, uh, and attended the uh, the University of Washington. and And he he has he kind of jumped around in jobs in terms of he was a, he was a journalist, he was an econ- uh, he was an ecological consultant, um, and hmm. he got this idea for his book Dune when he visited Florence, Oregon in 1957 to research an article, uh, and and went you know got to the um, the big sand dunes that are along the Oregon coast and it just they stuck in his mind as a setting and uh, and he began between uh, between 1963 and 1965 he published the novel Dune in Analog Magazine and and then it came mm-hmm. out and, and was put together as a uh, as an actual book right after that mm-hmm. um, there are six books in the in the full Dune the original Dune um, series although written by Frank Herbert yeah written by him himself now, although you- if you look up Mm-hmm. You're saying novels because we're, we got to differentiate books or how mm-hmm. he also block you know chops up the actual novels, right? So Correct. like, oh, good point. Yeah, there are six novels. That's, there's that's six individual there novels. novels that are broken up yes. into individual books or whatever because we're Correct. reading right. three books and the first one, right? I just want to make sure I'm clear right. because you were just talking about that, yeah. and I was for a minute I thought you said there were six books in Dune, and I was like, oh, I thought there was only no, three. No. Oh no. no, sorry about that. That's no, no, it's good. I, I just want to clarification. Yeah. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, so six novels in the original Dune series written from 1965 to 1985. Um, and that actually really matters away. that you know which ones he wrote because there are a lot of Dune books out there. A lot. lot. And that's because his son, Brian, uh, working yep. with uh, um, science fiction Anderson. writer Kevin J. Anderson, who has written in Star Wars and a bunch of other universes, they together have written and filled in the Dune universe. And so when you look at the Dune books and go, this is confusing, where do I start? My answer is always start with the Frank Herbert originals because everything else builds on that and the writing style and choices made by his son valid, but they are different. 
Yeah, and I, I don't want to be and, I don't want to be degrading of this, but because I haven't heard of it much in popular culture, I'm guessing they're not very good because it doesn't feel it feels like if it was something that was everybody loved, wouldn't we yeah. hear about it more? Yeah, the it extended just, universe stuff tends to be more the the fanboy era where you want to get every last piece of information. More like fan more like fan fiction than it is actual like yeah. meat and potatoes. Uh, yeah, okay. they're not nearly as meaty. Yes. Got it. Cool. Yeah, and I, and I haven't read any of them myself. Kate, have you read any? You haven't read any, have you? I've tried a couple of them, and I find I cannot read them within close proximity to having read um, the primary Herbert yeah. books because then I'm just frustrated and annoyed. But I have a very good friend of mine who's read a bunch of them. Uh, she like there's a whole series uh, on the houses, etc. And if you read them in separate, they can be enjoyable filler information. But it's more mm-hmm. the fanboy. Realm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's at least six more written after Frank Herbert died. I yeah. know that. There's oh a lot more than whole... that now. There's even a new yeah, Duke Leto a... book that just released this past just fall. Came out. Uh, finally yeah. telling his story because it was supposed to be timed in for when the movie was going to come out before the release date changed. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. There's but a, there's he wrote. A, but he wrote a pile six of them. of them. Yeah. But he, he wrote, wrote six. six. Yeah. So he wrote. Okay. He wrote six. He passed away after. So book six was what came out in 1985. He passed away. Um. You know. Not long. Not long after. Um. And his son Brian Herbert, who who wrote with with Kevin J. Anderson quite a bunch. Um. Just. Uh. He. He was like going through his papers like a decade later, his father's papers. Like he thought that was it. He thought there was no notes. Like he didn't find anything. And then he literally like finds a safe deposit box in St. Louis, uh, and, uh, with, with notes and an outline for Dune seven, uh, with another thousand pages of reference material that his dad had, wow. had, had collected. And so this is the seed for, uh, so, so, uh, as far as my understanding goes, cause I, I listened to a, a, an interview with both of them, um, recently talking about the new book that just came out. My, my understanding is that, that at least the seeds for everything that they have written was, is found in those notes. So it's not that like there's outlines for every book that they've written, but at the very least there's like, Oh, okay. A reference and a discussion of this, that turned it, you know, this one thing that turned into a novel, like, uh, like that whole, like whatever the, the reason the Butlerian jihad, which was the, the reason for the, mm-hmm. the technology being like computers for being outlawed. That, of that is one is of their novels. One, the Sisterhood of Dune. Like yeah. there's an actual TV series that they're talking about doing, which who knows if it will happen with everything that's changed, but it was supposed to follow the Benny Jesser and the books about them. Hmm. Right. Right. So, wow. so honestly, that's, that's kind of your, in a nutshell, uh, you know, background of the, of the writing of these. And uh, I, I own all of them. In fact, we just, we randomly uh, got, the last two of them at a at a goodwill the other day um we found the the last two which is kind of nice so we've got we've got all all six of the original novels here um i've only read i think the first three definitely the first two i think i've read the first three i'm gonna do i'll i'm gonna keep rereading you know after we finish this but um because i would like to at least finish the um the the original six so mm-hmm. i i doubt that i will move and, I, and i'm an expanded universe guy but I, I doubt that i will move into the uh to the brian herbert novels so um so but you yeah. enjoy these right like this is this is something you enjoy this world both of you or all three of Dude, you i'm sorry yeah yeah and yeah? To be, it's, a, it's a good one to be honest i read one of them out of order one time and i didn't realize that i was reading it oh out of order. so yeah. that is something that's kind of fun about it yeah yeah and now would honest, you say that i really like dune but the second book, Dune Messiah, 
I that's my favorite of the first. It's four. good. That one. So do do the first Dune is admittedly like it's a tough read. There's a big learning curve to it, and and I think uh, like I think Kate has done a good setup of of things you need to know before going in that I maybe wish I had known. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing going in. Um, Neither did I. Yeah. Uh, the first time I read it, I didn't. I did not know anything. My mom literally pulled it off a shelf at a at a thrift store and said, "Oh, this. here, you need to read this now." And I said, "Oh, okay." And I read it in the car ride back home. Yeah, yeah. And did you? Did you? I was like, "What?" Did you like it? Yes, I did. Okay. I was, um, I want to say fifteen, and it was it was heavy for a fifteen year old to just jump right into not knowing what I was jumping right into because yeah. it's a lot and it happens all like very quickly. But um, I liked it a lot because, I mean, I read it in one sitting the first time I read it. And it was Holy it's just cow. Very, it, it, it's very engulfing. Do you see why I married her, by the way? Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. First of all, it's a 22 hour. I mean, it's an audio book, 22 hour audio book. That's a, it's, I'm, it I'm was, a she's a fast reader, too. It was on a road trip, too. So it was a good like five hour, six hour car drive. So I had time. Yeah. Oh, but, man. I, but I would agree with Kate. Book two is. I, I think it's my favorite. That's the one I read in one sitting because it's and the end of Dune Messiah. You're like, short... whoa, that yeah. just happened. It's really good. So yeah, yeah. cool. Yep. Um, All right. So 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 this is a fun. This is a fun universe. It's got some good. You know, like you're saying, extended. So if you fall in love with it, there is some more things to kind of sink your teeth definitely. into. It's not just totally. a, not just a one and done. Because what and, I had always just assumed was that it was. Dune was the thing, and I knew there were all kinds of other stuff mm-hmm. around it. It seemed like a dense world, but I just wasn't sure if it was actually any good. And what you're telling me is, is that at least the sequel is 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 worth following up on, right? Yeah. And it's one of those worlds where it doesn't feel like everything else out there. And so, if yeah. you're kind of having some, you know, sci-fi fantasy fatigue where you feel like you've read a lot of the same. This is enough of a departure because the world and the ecology and all of that, it matters so much. And there's the survival element of how do you survive without water and all of that that sort of heightens it above and beyond. I mean, it's political intrigue, but there's so much more. And each time I reread it, I'm finding things I'm like, oh, I didn't notice that before. And wow, that makes more sense. Ooh, that's interesting. And so there's a lot of richness that's really rewarding with it. Awesome. All right. Did Tyler and um, Clarice, did you guys, I'm guessing you weren't through your, your list there. Where were we? That's, that's the big, that's the big stuff that I, I kind of just want to talk about adaptations really quick, but uh, oh, Kate, yeah. is there anything else background wise that you'd like to, to make sure we hit? Um, I do want to say that there are some words used in this world that um, might cause a little confusion. You're going to come across All right. the, Word jihad is used a lot, and this is not yeah. meant to be. Say it again. Say it again. Jihad. Oh, and this oh. is not meant hmm. to be a reference to Islam in the sense that we understand no. it in our world and our culture. So when you run across that world, that's not what that's about. So it doesn't mean holy war in this. Is that that's not what that it means? It does, but not in the context of our world. And what it's, our it's world. not Muslim. It's not Muslim. Right. It's just the same the same word, but not. Not he uses connected the vocabulary to, to describe it yeah. in a way that makes semi sense, but it's not the same context. Right, right. So separate those contexts in your mind. You'll run across the Orange Catholic Bible and go, "What's this about?" And yeah, resist the urge to make it about our world. That's not what it's about. It makes sense in that world. So um, when you run across words like that, that's just a heads up that those 
uh, are there. Okay. Um, I think also um, there is a Dune wiki available out there with some great information, but I would say wait to read it Full until you finish the book because it, you're going to get everything spoiled. Now, that said, you might find it helpful to read some sections to clarify things that didn't make as much sense as you'd hoped, but definitely do that. Um, you'll also run across the Butlerian Jihad, um, and that only matters as when I talked about Mentats earlier where thanking machines were banned, that happened after the Butlerian Jihad. So it's an event in the past that doesn't matter really, but you're going to run across that because it's uh, it's important part of their history and it's why mentats exist but you don't need it for this story to know any under, details they'll refer it. to it but you'll understand it in context is that kind of what you're yeah. saying you might yeah. not know what it is but in context but it's okay sense. that you don't you know know all the details of what that was because cool. the thing that matters is mentats okay got it got so. it got it yeah. I mean, not really, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, yes. Right now, I'm like, okay, I gotta, they gotta open up the wiki and uh, I go while I'm reading and yeah. and and do some research. And I, I, Clarice said I gotta highlight names, so I'm, I'm I am, woo, I got homework to do. This this feels like work, ladies and gentlemen. I guess my real I, question I will say is the first the first way I listened to it, or the first way I read it was listening to it as well. Yeah. Chris, so like I and I didn't feel like I got lost. In fact, it's a good. really good audio production. Great. Okay, good. Well, then I, that that's what I was about to ask is, is it is it okay that I've chosen the audible? Because that is the way I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to actually read it, um, like with my <laughs> eyeballs, but I'm going to read it with my ears. You're going to read it with your ears. And yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, and that'll so, also uh, help with all the unfamiliar names because you yes. don't have to work, like when you encounter them in a text, sometimes if you don't know how to pronounce it, it's harder for you to absorb who someone is. And so if that's a Agreed. thing that you experience, then audio will help you get past that. Fantastic. Okay, great. Well, I feel prepared. Is there anything else we should discuss? Anything else we should talk about before I crack open slash open my app and hit play uh, on <laughs> on Frank Herbert's Dune? Because um, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to rock and roll. I, I, you guys have me sold. Obviously, I've agreed to this. And <laughs> I, what I'm more what I really the podcast. More, exactly. What I'm really more excited about is I'm hoping there are other people like me mm-hmm. who have not read the novel. Yeah. Uh, and can join us. Um. And and kind of maybe we can start a dialogue because I'd love to hear what other people think about um their experience while reading it as well. And maybe we can we can have a discussion. So yeah. uh, please join us. Please join us. On on this journey i'm i'm um, i'm hoping not to do it alone yeah i want to jump in on that one of the reasons why we pitched dune was because um uh just as a geek conversation with a variety of people i meet people and I ask them if they've read dune and oh they have and then we talk about it and the people that haven't uh the most common thing i hear is them feeling daunted by this book uh, mm. Or they started it and went, I just don't know, threw up their hands and quit. And so that's where I thought, you know what, this book has, in this series even, but this book has a lot to offer. And I know that the movie is only going to have so much time to cover stuff. And so a lot will be left out just out of how filmmaking works. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I thought, you know, if we talk about this, this might be the easy, the easing in for those who wanted an excuse and we can help provide that for them. I think th- this is a great thing we can offer. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that was going to be my next question, and then we can maybe close on this, and that is how um, adaptable is this novel? Because from what I understand, the attempts in the past have gone horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Very they... famously, the 1980 version had yeah. a pamphlet they handed out at the door with the names and language yeah. things on it, so, so you wouldn't get confused. Yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. when, that's how you know it's, it's a good movie. That's how you know it's a good movie. Exactly. You, get a you have homework before this movie starts. <laughs> yeah. I think modern audiences are ready for this, though, because modern audiences, we have a different sophistication than what we expect out of science fiction. We also have much better special effects that aren't, like, if you are low budget, before they were almost inaccessible. And that's part of what made the earlier versions of Dune bad, is they just didn't have the effects budgets to yeah. make that worthwhile. And so um, this at the very least the, the day and era in which this is being made and the fact that it's a feature film budget and not a TV budget also will help with that. Um, but I also think, th- I think the filmmaker still, Villeneuve still has his work cut out for him because this book is, what is it? Third person omniscient. Is that right, Tyler? I forget now. Yeah. Um, so third person omniscient, meaning that the, the narrator can tell you what's going on inside the heads of the characters and it has that outside view explaining everything and you can't really mm-hmm. do that in film even if you did a voiceover you, the voiceover can't explain everything because then it's not a movie that's worth watching anymore and right. so there are a lot of mm-hmm. things that they are going to have to um, put on screen uh, that are going to be more implicit or they might have to make alterations to how characters do things to communicate the necessary information that otherwise would be missing because we don't have that narrator. So but that's you, part right. of the challenge. But, but I guess really my question is, but you feel like it's possible to make a good oh, yes, film version of this? A hundred percent. I totally yeah, okay. 100%. That, That's all I really wanted to know because it Got felt it. like, okay. boy, like, this doesn't seem like an easy thing to do. And of course, you know, Lord of the Rings is the same way. Right. And it, and it worked out really well. It's kind of making sure you have a really good, um, you know, uh, understanding of the source material. And I'm hoping Denis Villeneuve does have that. I mean, I've loved every, all of his films have been some of my favorites. Um, but again, it's either, it's either that, or he does something that is completely different, but in the spirit of, mm -hmm. um, and so I'm, I'm, it'll be interesting to see if we read this book, and the movie ends up being something completely and totally different. But in, like kind of the way they did with Ready Player curious, One, yeah. the movie and the book, the movie is very different than the book. Yeah. But I like both of them a lot. They're just, they're the same spirit, but they're completely different stories. And that's, Let me that's throw fine. this out for you. After yeah. you finish reading the book, yes. you might go back and re-listen to our podcast episode on Denis Villeneuve where we talked about his films. Yes. Because I was... And I think Tyler was too, particularly picking out some elements in our discussion of how he does filmmaking, that when you go back and and see what those were, and then you take what you know about Dune now, and you realize, oh, he yeah. is really well suited to be the one to adapt this material. Rock I think on, so. guys. Rock on. All right. Well, anything else we want to say before we wrap up uh, this intro to Dune, our invitation to the audience to join us on this journey that is Dune? Anything else? Uh, I think no? we've covered the key stuff, and I'm also really grateful that we had Clarice along for the ride too. Please come back, Clarice. Yes, no, I'm I, excited. Oh yeah. I am excited to read these and talk about them with you guys. Yeah. This is going to be fun. It'll be good. Yes, that is what I am. Like I said before, that is what I'm most excited about. Is I haven't done a, I don't think I've ever done a book club. Like mm. 
I've talked about book, but like actually you checked in. Yeah. Yeah. I actually checked in in the middle of a book about like, normally that's not, I've never, I've not done that before. This is, <laughs> this is what? new. It's adult homework. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grown up time. And yep. Peter might be able to join us too. He actually binge read Dune last week. First time he'd read it since a teenager. So it was his first adult reading mm. of it. And yeah. Um, he's got Another thing that I just, I don't do binge read man i just you guys are awesome i think we got <laughs> the librarians and the teachers and the the people who can read an entire book on a trip i that's to be fair i have not done that in years so <laughs> but i have ca- some beefing up to do again you're capable of that the only <laughs> book that ever i came i ever came even close to that was jurassic park after i'd seen the movie i loved it so much i bought i got got the book and i i read that but it took me i mean Chris, anyway. do not sell yourself short, though, because geeks Mm-mm. come in all types and we get to represent a broader spectrum of geek because of our differences. Absolutely. That's no, right, I'm not. Right. Hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not degrading myself. I'm okay. just saying <laughs> I'm dipping my toe in a pool that is unfamiliar waters. And okay. I'm glad I got some lifeguards who will help mm-hmm. throw we me. We shall up. guide you. That's right. That's right. Throw me a life. Somebody start, start playing the Jaws theme music, please. Oh, wait. There yes. You go. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. All yeah. right, Kate, take us home. So just a reminder that at the beginning of March, we will be doing book one of Dune. So if you want to get prepped for that, uh, we will be here to discuss and to hopefully answer your questions. Um, in the meantime, you can find us at Geek Card Check on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, he who controls the spice controls the universe. 